Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Brewing Time. I'm your host, Armor Soul, and we have... Quace and Banna. All right, Quace, and so tell me, what is the brew for today? All right, this is a steep one. We're going to be talking about PFOS, which is polyfluoro alkyl substances. And kind of what that is, it's a group of chemicals used most notably for its nonstick properties. You know, you, f- you find them everywhere pretty much. They do not break down in the environment. They're in every single kind of packaging ranging from industrial to domestic use you know like wrappers uh, fire extinguishers anything that you can think of pretty much like oh if I, am i sitting on this chair you know what about my carpet more than likely it's got pfos and it's a serious thing it causes a lot of problems that we're going to talk all about it yeah, you know, it's actually crazy about that because, I mean, beforehand, I had no idea what PFAS were. I mean, again, like you're talking about, it's in upholstery, it's in cleaning products, it's in food packaging, uh, fertilizers as well. I mean, it's everywhere. And again, they're called forever chemicals because you cannot get rid of them. Exactly. Forever chemicals, it's it's in every single thing. You know, when I was kind of like going down this kind of like rabbit hole of things that, oh, you know, it's like when we're talking about plastics, right? And if you haven't seen... Uh, or uh, listen to the plastics episode, you know, go check it out. But we're kind of building off on that. But yeah, like plastics are everywhere. PFOS is everywhere. And, you know, it causes a slew of issues, which we're going to get into. But yeah, how about Armored Soul? Tell me about like, like, okay, so if I say PFOS, what do you kind of have in your household that you can think of that's like, oh, this probably has PFOS? I mean, honestly, for one, uh, cleaning products like wood shiners, um, dust cleaners, what else? I mean, oh, also electronics and chrome plating as well. I mean, like those are like the type of things that I'm thinking about that's in my house that has this. Oh, and textiles. Textiles. Oh, my gosh. Like everybody loves like Gore-Tex. If you heard of Gore-Tex, right? So like your nice, nice waterproof boots or like that or sprays. It's got PFOS. And problem with PFOS is like it it off gases after time right like you can have it direct exposure but over time it's going to break down like a lot of things and it's going to off gas and give you these kind of respiratory issues uh yeah no you know it's actually crazy look okay it's basically an adhesive or a sealant right it's supposed to repel water so I mean think about that like uh, let's talk about like you know one of those uh tapes you know, like they, they you put onto for sore muscles. I mean, wouldn't that have PFOS in it? It could. I mean, like, are you talking about like like athlete? Uh, what are those? Kind of like, like athletic like a- tape in a sense, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not like tape where, you know, you just like, you're trying to put like a sprain together or whatnot. I'm talking the one that actually lifts the uh, the skin. Mm, you know what yeah, I'm talking so, about? Sure, I get you. I get you. It could have. I think so. I mean, it would take just like, you go to epa.com, or epa.gov, and you can just look up what chemicals are in what products they have that kind of thing over there and yeah it's it's absolutely ever i like to call like the monkey on a person's back like you can't shake this thing off you know if 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 you see something chances are it's going to have pfos let's kind of talk about how when did pfos kind of come up right you know i was looking at this too i mean didn't this didn't we start seeing an increase during the korean war well Korean War, I think, came after a little bit, but we started seeing a really big buildup of PFOS kind of during the 50s. Or excuse me, not the 50s, but like during World War II, pretty much. And during World War II, you know, they were trying to, you know, develop some kind of chemical 
that would give a resistance to corrosion. So it was actually being marketed as a very much an industrial application. So yeah, in World War II, they were spraying this stuff on like pipes, on even in the Manhattan Project, honestly. Oh, what? Yeah, they were doing, I mean, was is, is this a is this a plug for Oppenheimer? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's like, it, they were they were they were spraying this stuff on equipment industrial stuff you know metal metal uh parts or you know the bombs or whatever they didn't want want corrosion you know it, it it's interesting to figure out how this got into our homes when it started out in the factories you know what's actually interesting about that you know the uh, WD40 right mhm you know where that came from where did that come from world war 2 again it was during the atomic bomb weapons of mass destruction 40 when there's like a dire need for something, you know, war and everything like that, like the greatest things come out. Yeah, I mean, like that that's a whole nother topic for another day. But I mean, again, it's thanks to military technology that we've actually were able to benefit from this. Like, for example, little tidbit right here, the hula hoop that actually came from Vietnam. Because, again, you had all these useless tires just out and about. Then you had these soldiers like, you know what? We could probably, oh, there we go. We can make a circle. Wait, we could hula it. And then... Years later, a couple years later, what do they do? They filled it with sand. So now the hula hoop makes sand. That's crazy. It's like Yeah, it's funny, huh? It goes from like, you know, wartime <laughs> things to like, you know, a child's play toy. That's crazy. But yeah, like uh, PFOS starts out, you know, in World War II or even earlier, right, as an industrial usage. And then it gets kind of, I guess, put into a more domestic use, like you're saying. Basically, they find a use for like, oh, hey. We can put it in this. We can put it in that. Let's spray it on this. Let's spray it on that. Um, and then kind of fast forward. Most notably, it gets put into cookware. So everybody loves their nonstick pans. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So you've probably heard of the company DuPont. Yes. Yeah. So DuPont, I mean, they're not around anymore. They kind of were bought out by uh, another company probably in like the 60s or 70s. But DuPont famously known for their you know um their non-stick products using pfos and teflon so everybody knows teflon without a doubt you know for me i i, I don't quite actually know what teflon is I, I mean i just know that it's a non-sticking substance but i mean teflon is the brand name of pfos of the original mm -hmm. kind of pfos if i'm correct or pfos's that were used for non-stick cookware specifically so you hear Teflon, it's just brand name PFOS, pretty much. It's the way I, I think that's the way I look at it. But yeah, like uh, Teflon makes these, you know, nonstick pans, and it goes just insane. You know, they build like their plant next to an elementary school, really messed up kind of stuff. And you know, and then you get like a scandal. Basically, your average consumer starts to figure out, oh, this is affecting children. So let's let's look into this. And so, you know, there's, I forget the documentary. There's a really good documentary out, documentary out there uh, specifically talking about the children that grew up, you know, in that elementary school next to the DuPont power plant. And just goes to show you that Teflon has reproductive adverse health effects. I mean, so this, this kind of like begs the question, right? So we have to pick our battles. But I mean, amongst plastics, amongst this, I mean, to me, it kind of seems like a losing battle, no? It's a losing battle. It's like a battle that seems like we can't. It's like a. It's like an unforeseeable battle, right? Like we can never feel like we can win. I know we talked about this in the plastics episode. You know, the question was, I think, like, 
what do we do if every single thing is made out of plastic and every single thing has, you know, PFAS in it? Like, do we just go start living in a cave? (laughs) You know, like, I mean, I don't know. I want to say, yeah, maybe, but (laughs) you can't get everything, you know, that you want. And one of those things is that, yeah, PFAS is everywhere. PFAS is in your blood and your children's children's are going to have PFAS in their blood. Now, I'm not trying to like, so again, like, I'm not saying like PFAS is like, the devil here and stuff like that but it's one of those things it's kind of like not like a necessary evil right i mean like look at plastic yeah plastic don't eat out of plastic don't heat your food in plastics right but like pick your battles and on top of that yeah like it's like technology right technology isn't good or bad it's it has its effects right it just depends on how we use it it has its effects and it depends on how we use it and we'll see those effects much further down in the future right but it's important to kind of know what you're consuming what you're dealing with and how that may affect you in the long run right so i know like talked about long run like okay so you mentioned korean war right yeah they did a study it was really interesting to me they did a study about like oh well why are all these people like you and i why do we have pfos and we do have pfos in our blood right we have Mm -hmm. we have plastics um you know we have chemicals that weren't there with our grandparents, 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 right? They didn't have this kind of stuff in their blood naturally, you know, they didn't, they were living more simple lives at the time, but they're like, oh yeah, let's do this study, right? And trying to figure out how far back does it go? And so they were able to find blood samples from the Korean War as early as the Korean War that were so-called untouched. You know, oh, like, well, all these people, you know, where can we get like, you know, like a a thousand, you know, like a ton of blood (laughs) besides going to a blood bank, right? And they're like, okay, let's go to the army. They have blood on reserve, right? And so they went there, figured out that, oh, as far as the Korean War, people have been having PFOS in their blood. So if that doesn't scare you, (laughs) I don't know what does, because that scares the heck out of me. Yeah, you know, it's actually crazy too. So at so you talked about it came from the Korean War, right? I mean, basically as a starting point, correct? So funny enough, I've actually looked into how it became even further accelerated. So it, what happened was that there was a fire that broke out in the 1960s, and it was on a U.S. Navy aircraft called the USS Forrestal. Basically, a fire broke out, and it killed 130 people. So since then, more research effort had been put into these type of chemicals. And interestingly enough, we've had over 3,000, again, 3,000 synthetic chemicals that are classified as PFAS. And, you know, we all have different wide arrangements of grease resistant. Oh, for example, like, again, some of our household stuff is like pizza boxes, right? It's on like your most mundane kind of thing, like pizza boxes, right? And I like how you said that there's like 130 plus chemicals of PFAS. 3,000, 3,000. 3,000. Oh, my God. That's crazy. It's insane. And, like, you know how, like, we were talking about plastics before with BPA, right? BPA is just a brand name of chemical, and then it just gets rebranded, right? So, same thing with, like, PFOS. Uh, PFOS can go PFOS, PFAS, PF, I think, SS. It just gets rebranded into another synthetic chemical and like teflon teflon was like the big kind of thing where it's like oh teflon basically doesn't exist anymore 
the brand name PFOS, PFOS Teflon doesn't exist anymore. They phased that out because they were they knew that oh it's causing all this you know adverse health effects. But your normal cookware that's nonstick that you got in your household probably you know that has another rebranded, slightly tweaked and altered part of PFOS. So like BPA, you know even though it says BPA free, it has another form of BPS, BPF. Same thing with PFOS. It affects the environment. It affects your physiology, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, like you're talking about, again, it's it's us and Americans because it hasn't really been found, located in any other parts of the world, has it? That is an excellent point. Yeah, like where does this stuff originate? This stuff originated in America, right? So, of course, it's going to be found in America. So, if you go to... You know, and actually, that, that's a good point because when they're actually trying to figure out where, when did this start? Why do we have PFOS in our blood? You know, they were actually going to other countries, like like you're mentioning, like oh, only America, it's it's there, right? They were going to parts of Africa, the remote parts of Africa. They were going to remote, remote parts of you know the indigenous areas, and they were like, yeah, they don't have it. Their blood samples, you can't make a clinical trial with a handful of people, right? You need to have like a lot of people. Yeah, it's interesting in America. Yeah, we have this. We have this issue, and actually, like Europe is against this. Europe actually bans many of the chemicals that we deem safe, that the FDA deems safe. Yeah, no, I mean that's just. I mean that's crazy because again, like our government should be working for us too. I mean, like we shouldn't, we shouldn't have these type of chemicals again in our drinking water, in our foods, nonetheless. Um, but again, it's it just seems backwards, especially when you travel outside your country. Because I'm telling you. When I was in Japan, I was able to eat all the food I want. No bloating whatsoever. It was amazing. I come back here, I'm bloated again. It's the food. I don't know. It's probably that corn diet. You know, we'll talk about corn another time. I'm telling you, it's like, that's oh, another are you, thing. Are you telling me corn is bad for me, man? Like, like I, I love my cornbread. I love my cornbread. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's another thing. It's like corn. I don't know. I don't want to like... <laughs> I don't want to like, a, you know. That's a topic yeah. for another day. Yeah, yeah. It's another topic. But these things are like, it's in our hair. It's in our blood. It's in our skin. You know, I'm not trying to say like, oh, we got to scrub ourselves down now or so, in the sense. But it's just amazing what the bioaccumulation that this kind of stuff, it doesn't really deteriorate as well as what like, you know, a piece of paper or a piece of wood does, you know, in the environment. It takes years and years upon years. And you're right. Again, these are called forever chemicals. I mean, they forever stay chemicals. with us throughout our whole entire lifetime and even beyond that. And again, we, we just talked about the, repro- the, the side effects with that. We, again, we have reproductive harm. Uh, we've also had behavioral changes, increase in cancers, sometimes prostate, kidney, and testicular. Uh, what else? And again, it's interfering with our natural hormones. And looking at this too, if you go onto the EPA's website, uh, they talk about again we're also having an increase in cholesterol and risk of ob- of, of obesity. So, I mean, it's just a scary thing. Yeah, like it, adverse health effects, right? Like I know when Dupont was famously, you know, dumping that stuff next to this elementary school, the children like if you see these pictures, like oh my god, it just breaks your heart, you know, hypercephalic abnormalities like that. They had like. Just anything that you can think of, like in a weird science book, it does some really bad reproductive harm. And, you know, just throwing this out here, I know this, I know the topic is about PFOS, but like 
Have you heard of like DDT? I've heard of DDT. It's just another one of these kind of chemicals you mentioned. Like, yeah, it's in America. All these kind of chemicals, if you just kind of think about it, these big chemicals were made here. And the point I'm trying to get across is DDT, which is a pesticide, right? That they spray on mosquitoes. Yeah, this was used in World War II. Yeah, like these things, like it was like, oh, it kills everything. This is great. You know, we don't have to, no more mosquitoes. Yay. You know, but well, what about you breathing in that stuff? Yeah, that's crazy. So yeah, the point I'm like making here is like these chemicals, interestingly enough, like they started here, they originated in the, in the United States. And interestingly enough, they're also used in third world countries that have no issue with them because they don't have that, that luxury that we have, that understanding that, oh, these, these chemicals do a lot of harm. So DDT, uh, the original PFOSs, I think, the Teflon that I'm saying, like, yeah, we don't have that. We phased out a Teflon on that. The BPA that we phased out on, maybe, those are in other countries. They're being used in other countries like the day one that we had here. You know, and that's crazy um, just thinking about that. I was also looking to, like, for example, I mean, this isn't everything that we use. Again, we got also got our personal care products. And that ranges from dental floss. I was surprised to read that. I was like, wait, it's in dental floss? Oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, wait, I, I need to floss my teeth. I mean, the doctor says brush three times a day tw- twice and floss twice a day, right? Like, it's a lie. Is it, doc? <laughs> like, my dentist wouldn't lie to me. He says I got beautiful teeth. <laughs> he wouldn't lie. So, I'm actually going into dental hygiene here. So, you know, you, you, you're picking a, <laughs> you, you're popping a nerve right here, right? But, um, yeah, twice a day, brush twice a day. It's in the floss, you know? And I like, okay, let's talk about, ah, you know, this is going to sound counterpro- counterproductive and counterintuitive. But, like, what are the good things about PFAS? Okay. You know, we talked about the bad, like, oh, is this the monkey in the room, the elephant in the room, everything like that. It's, it's, the, it's the boogeyman, right? But it has its good uses. It's got its pros. And like you said, like, it's, it's nonstick for a reason. So dental floss, have you ever used, like, dental floss that's, like, like the wax ones, like the rope ones, and then you use, like, the smooth ones? I hate, honestly, I hate using the rope. No, I got to use the picks. The picks, you know what I'm talking about? Those picks are way easier right. to use rather than just the rope. True, true. Yeah, it's like, some, like, it's uncomfortable. It's painful, right? But, you know, we have some pros in the sense like that. It does its job. Food particles don't cling to it. You don't want food particles to stick on things, right? I mean, like, ask anybody that cooks regularly, you know, that like, oh, do they want to have to clean a pan? If they don't have to, no, they don't. They don't want to clean a pan, you know. They don't. They like that nonstick capability, right? I don't know. You know, this isn't a again. This is not like pro cast iron here, but like pans that are nonstick, you can only heat them up to a certain level, right? So like plastics, you know, like we talked about putting them in the microwave. We talked about putting them in the UV light. Nonstick coatings have a a level at which they can operate safely. You can't heat them up to a, a high heat level that you normally could do with like a cast iron skillet, right? So already, you know, like you're kind of, you got a ball and chain on you now in a sense, right? It's like you can only do something a certain way, but this is the way that you have to do it. Otherwise, do you want to like be eating this stuff? So let me ask you this question, Banna. So what are some alternative solutions that we could use then? That's, I don't know how to answer that, to be honest. That's like... No, that's fine. Like, I mean, heck... Because, like, again, it's built into everything that we do. So it's like, how do you get away from that? I mean, again, going back to the topic with the Romans, and then they made lead out of everything, right? But, again, 
And they were able to transport the water with lead pipes. I mean, and, and to think about it, think about like our water transportation as well. Like, what is what is our water being exposed to? Yeah, it's being filtered, it's being cleaned, but like, what other chemicals are leaching out into there? You know, could be like a lot of things, right? I mean, like, we don't know. We don't. We don't know. And when you bring up like the Romans, it's always like a really scary like omen. Like, are we going to be the next Romans with our lead? We already talked about lead, you know. We had our lead paint issues already, you know. Plast- I mean, what plastic is are basically our lead, right? Because again, I because remember I, I saw a meme about that. I saw a meme about that where they where people said like, "Oh, people from the past were so dumb. Look at them. They were eating off of lead plates, but look at us. We're eating off of plastic." Right. <laughs> so it's like, are we any better? I don't know, bro. I don't know. That is going to be like the thing which our children's children's children, you know, they're either going to be laughing at us or crying for us. I, I I can imagine like my gr- my great grandkids saying like oh look at you grandpa like like just drink out of your plastic cup I was like it ain't plastic it's metal it ain't plastic I I love the taste of plastic I'm tired of this titanium you know <laughs> plutonium stuff you young kids drink out of nowadays no I mean like oh it, it's it's everywhere man it's like like if you just take a look right now like you just talking to me right the seat I'm sitting on the table I'm looking at. The microphone I'm speaking in, the water bottle I just drank out of, like every single one of those has PFAS. It's like a germ, but I don't want to sound doomsday. You just got to make peace with it. We got to say it. Yeah. Well, we're, just, we're it's being realistic here, it's right? It's being realistic. No, I mean, it's kind of like people who uh, who are very germophobic. Like, let's be honest. You cannot escape germs no matter where you go. And so, and like, that's the thing you also need, but here's the thing though, you actually need germs to make yourself healthy as well. You have good bacteria and you have bad bacteria, but like you can't fight it, you know, but thank you guys for tuning into Bruin time. We very much appreciate you listening, giving us your support and don't forget to keep your mugs warm till the next time till, till the, the next, next brew. brew.